Hello, everybody. Oh. Yeah, I echo that sentiment for sure. Tough one. Yeah. Tough tough night for TCU. Ah, uh, tough night for the phone, tough too. Tough night for the phone. It's all right. These are a work in progress. We are coming to you live from the drive home from AT&T Stadium. Just got out of the press conferences. Had a chance to talk to Coach Patterson, Sean Robinson, and uh, Ben Banigou. Um Definitely a, a disappointed group of, of horned frogs that, that knew that they had an opportunity uh, to, to be the number four team in the country, and, and just too many mistakes seemed to kind of catch TCU. Yeah, you know, you have two massive turnovers that lead directly to Ohio State points. The interception, uh, fat guy touchdown that Ohio State had in the third quarter that put them up after being down for the majority of the game. Uh, and then you have <clears throat> um, another turn, another turnover late that really kind of sealed the win for Ohio State. And on top of that, you also had two penalties by TCU that negated touchdowns. The first one happening in the first quarter where Kevontae Turpin holding penalty calls back a Darius Anderson rushing touchdown that would have put TCU up 7-3. Instead, they have to try and settle for a field goal. They miss it, and they're still down 3 to nothing after that possession. Uh, and then, obviously, the um, uh, touchdown on the kickoff that was called back because it was an illegal forward pass by, pass by Kevontae Turpin that would have put TCU up 28-26. to Instead, they start with the ball deep, deep, deep in their own end zone. They go three and out. Uh, they end up muffing or bob- bobbling the snap on the punt. Adam Nunez does. He gets it blocked. Ohio State starts from the TCU 25, and two plays later, they're back in the end zone again to go up 33 to 21. So really, third quarter was a big, big struggle for TCU. You know, you give 21, 20 unanswered points to Ohio State, a team that is really good, but realistically, the Frogs handed them handed them this game. And Patterson said afterwards, you can't spot them 21 points like like TCU didn't expect to win. It's just tough. It's just tough. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a hard loss to take because, like you said, and, and like Patterson said, and like everybody said, the TCU really had their opportunities to win, and, and for much of the game, looked like the better football team. But at the end of the day, you saw kind of youth take over and, and some of those mistakes that were made. And, uh, you know, Patterson, you know, took blame for at least one of the touchdowns and, you know, but mentioned also on the throwback that they talked to them about, you know, when to lay down and when to where to release the ball. And, and so some of that was execution, some of that – was coaching and, and a lot of it was just young guys playing in a big stage and, and having you know somewhat mixed results on it but overall I think there's more positives to take out of this than negatives we saw very um I don't know what the word for how Patterson was but he, he wasn't angry he was he was disappointed but but he saw a lot of room for growth and, and saw his team take a big leap forward and knows that his guys played right with a top five team in the country tonight yeah you know he mentioned afterwards that they came here to win the ball game, uh, and they didn't come here just to play well. They didn't come here just to, you know, give Ohio State a run for their money. They came here to play and win the game. Uh, you know, Herm Edwards, you play to win the game. Uh, and the Frogs came to do that tonight. Patterson also mentioned the youth on this roster. They played 37 guys that are sophomores or younger, uh, including Sean Robinson, including Tay Barber and Jalen Rager and Trevante Heights, who all had pretty decent games for the Frogs. You know, Trevante Heights with that 51-yard touchdown reception right when it things like feels like things are really getting away from TCU to get them back to within five points. Uh, you know that was that was problematic. Uh, you know that the TCU young guys just kind of made mistakes and um, couldn't get it done in the end. But Patterson, you're right. He 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 did feel like um, it did feel like he was disappointed 
but found enough good things that came out of this game to to really kind of push this team as they move forward. And now he said, you know, on to Texas. On to Texas. Well, and I think that's the thing is is you could tell on Tuesday during his media availability that, that he knows he's got something brewing yeah. at TCU, but that maybe they weren't quite there yet. And I think tonight uh-huh. was a perfect example of this. He's got a really, really good football team, but a good football team that needs to get more games under their belt. And yeah. watching them go blow for blow with an Ohio State team that, that's going to have a real good shot to win a, a weekend Big, big could, Ten this year. Could possibly um, go undefeated. Yeah, could very easily go undefeated. That's that, that has all of the things that you need to be successful. And, and TCU took, went punch for punch with them. And mm-hmm. ultimately, it was a couple of those kind of weird freak plays, um, you know, a couple of, of, you know, defensive miscues, a missed tackle here and there. But there wasn't anything that, that made me think TCU doesn't belong with the best teams in the country. And, yeah. and if you're a TCU fan, yeah, yeah. And if, if you're a TCU fan, you should be excited to see what this team does next week in Austin to, to see what they can do against Oklahoma, Iowa State, and then some of the better teams in the Big 12. But uh, I think the thing that, that really stuck out to me was Sean Robinson. Um, his, his, he played great. Like, we saw someone on Twitter saying that, that Sean cost him this game. That's absolute garbage, in my opinion. I thought that we saw the Sean Robinson we expected to see when he first signed on with TCU tonight. Uh, yes, he made a couple of bad mistakes. The shovel pass, that's that's a bad play call. Even Patterson said that in that situation. Um, the interception, just a bad read. But, but we saw him make some big-time throws. We saw him make some adjustments. We saw him find guys when he needed to. TCU was, you know, 7 for 14 on third down, I think it was. Something like that, close to yeah. 50%. And against an Ohio State defense that came into this game highly touted with their defensive line, uh, guys in their secondary like Jordan Fuller, uh, that's not something to just kind of blow off. Mm-hmm. TCU's offense looked really good tonight. They had, yeah. uh, you know, Ohio State's defensive tackle, Draymond Jones, said after the game, you know, that's the fastest team that he's ever played against at the collegiate level. Yeah. So we knew going into this that TCU would have a speed advantage. Patterson said after the fact that he thought they did have a speed advantage in this game, uh, but realistically it was just mistakes, penalties, and turnovers cost the Frogs in a game that really was winnable. Uh, after a slow start to get down 10 to nothing. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think that, that we saw some of the growing up that we've been needing to see that Patterson's been talking about. There's a lot of positives to take from it, a lot of positives to take from the defense and uh, the way that they held their own against a really good offensive line for Ohio State, too. Um, but like you said, the thing that was really, really encouraging to me was just how easily TC moved the ball on mm-hmm. offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were slicing and dicing that defense, especially in the first half, got everything that they wanted. Uh, you know, Sean Robinson probably should have run a little bit more, something that Patterson mentioned as well well um, but he's still learning to make those decisions on the fly as a young quarterback in the system so uh, a lot to be excited about like what we saw the wide receivers the running game looked a lot better tonight Uh, Darius Anderson had a huge huge game with limited touches uh, Shea Wu had some really, really good runs. Uh, the offensive line overall, I thought, played really well against probably the best defensive front that they're going to see this year. Yeah, you know, Anderson had 12 carries for 154 yards and two touchdowns, including a 93-yard touchdown run uh, on setting. TCU's second possession of the third quarter. It was the longest rushing touchdown in TCU history, breaking LT's 89-yard rushing touchdown record. And it was also the longest play from scrimmage that Ohio State has ever allowed. Yeah. So, you know, the running game looked good tonight. Patterson commented on that after the game. He also said that he thought the you know, offensive line held up really well. Obviously, they got to Robinson a couple of times for some big sacks, uh, including the fumble into the end zone that was a touchdown or a safety, depending on, you know, which way you look at that film. 
but realistically, the O-line showed us a lot tonight, and I think there's enough, there's more than enough good takeaways from this sure. game. Uh, you know, you don't want to call it a silver lining. You don't want to call it a quality loss or anything like that. But, the, you know, TCU played well enough to win this game, except for maybe four or five bad snaps. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. And so um, I, I think that we all knew that, that TCU had some really good young talent. They had some special players. But I, th- I think going into this year, most of us would say, you know, we're probably a year away from being elite. Well, I think they showed tonight that they're maybe they're not a year away. Maybe they're just a little experience away. Maybe they're a couple of games away. I think that the experience of tonight is going to carry them with some real positive momentum going into – I mean, now, like, like, yeah, Ohio State would have been a huge, huge win on national stage. But yeah. at the end of the day, next week is what matters. Iowa State is what matters. Winning the Big 12, getting back to Arlington, playing in AT&T Stadium, for a Big 12 title. That's what matters. And I think if this team can rebound from this loss, and, and Patterson talked about how he tried so hard all week not to let them get too high just in case, yeah. you know, the game didn't go their way. So if, if they can if they can rebound well from this loss, if they can learn from their mistakes, and, and Patterson did say that Sean Robinson is not a guy that's apt to make the same mistake twice, and he was very hard on himself in the post game, yeah, Very, very hard on himself. Oh, so, so. Um, yeah, and, and Patterson seems to be really excited about his progress. So if they can come back, they can learn from that. Um, playing against Texas won't be an easy task. We saw Texas just absolutely decimate USC today. Um, but, but at the same time, like, Texas is not Ohio State. And, and USC isn't really a quality <laughs> opponent at this point. They probably no. shouldn't have been ranked going into this game. They got it handed to them by Stanford yeah. last week. Yeah, you, they you absolutely did. You were there did. for that game, and you, you came back from that game just saying yeah. that USC, USC was is, awfully They scared. are not good yet. <laughs> you know, and, and so realistically like and i said this on the podcast too on wednesday you know there was a ceiling to the impact of this game on the season sure. you know yes the the national championship hopes which were probably a little unrealistic mm-hmm. in the beginning of the season are probably gone now yeah patterson did say you know he got asked you know are you gonna um push for your team to be a one-loss team that gets in if you end up in that position. He said, well, yeah, I would expect us to get the same consideration that any other one-loss yeah, team would that get. that Washington uh, got for losing to Auburn. Yeah, and but realistically, at this point in time, TCU's just got to focus on beating Texas, like you said, beating Iowa State, because they can still go out and win the Big 12. Absolutely. Uh, this team has shown now that they have the talent, they have the speed, uh, they have the defense. I mean, the defense only gave up 21 points tonight yeah. to Ohio State. Yeah. You know, th- you know, two big defensive t- touchdowns for Ohio State really kind of set the tone. Yeah. Um, Kept him out of the end zone the whole first half, the yeah. defense did. Yeah. Two field goals was all Ohio State could yeah. muster offensively in the first half of that game. Well, that's that's so the frustrating part to me about this whole the way this whole game played out is TCU had all of the momentum in the world, and it's just it's those football things. It's a weird bounce. It's a shovel pass. It gets intercepted. I mean, it just it takes so – there's such a small margin for error when you're playing a top-five opponent. Yeah, I mean, it is a razor, razor thin. And, and when you have a young team, you're more apt to make those types of errors. And, and that's what we saw TCU do tonight. And and when you are just walking on the wire like that, there's there's not a lot of room for mistakes. And TCU just, uh, just kind of shot themselves in the foot a couple of times. And, yeah. and that's going to happen over the course of a season. You hope that, that it happened this, this week and to get it out of your system and that they learn from it and they, they're a little bit better next week because you don't have – you have a little more room for error against Texas, but you still don't have a whole lot, especially in Austin. No, and it, it looks like UT is going to have momentum going for into sure. that game just because for of how sure. they handled it. They'll USC. be ranked, too. They're they couldn't f- wait to put them back in the two rankings. Two and one, yeah, I mean. They're going to be ranked. Maryland got smoked by Temple today, so I don't know that Texas will be ranked. They might receive votes, though, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, yeah, Texas is, Texas has momentum now. That's a big game in Austin. Uh, but you know the frogs are already looking forward to playing sure. in that in that matchup three thirty in the afternoon. Yep. Uh, Banigou said, you know, he's never played Texas yep. in Austin, so he's really looking forward to that. And, and frankly, the frogs are just a more talented team. Yeah, this absolutely, point, so. absolutely. It's going to be a fun one to watch. Um, you know, I think if they can then go down to Austin and win, if they can come back and get a little revenge against Iowa State, then you get your bye week. Now you're looking at really building up momentum for the stretch run and. and Again, like we keep saying it, no moral victories, but, man, you've got to be excited about what you saw tonight and in the big picture about what this team is right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and Patterson kept saying this is going to be a really good football team by the time the end of the season rolls around. I mean, when you look at that November, December stretch run, and then you start thinking about what they're going to grow into next year. If this team stays healthy, there's some special, special talent. We just we've got a comment about those two touchdown called backward joy to watch, and that's absolute truth. Like you yeah. see the athleticism of this team, you see the kind of special plays they're capable of making. It is it is exciting to think about what this team can develop into if they stay healthy, they stay in the film room, and and they continue to be a we team, not an I team, which is which is one of my favorite things about them. Is this is a really unselfish group of young men, and I just think they're going to be better next week. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting, too, to see TCU's run game play well in the Big 12 simply because, I mean, they're defensively, they're not going to encounter no. defensive fronts no. like they did tonight Gosh, against no. Ohio State. And, you know, you have Darius running for 154 yards. You've got Shaywo running for you know, close to 50 yards and a touchdown. Those guys were workhorses yeah. And tonight. that touchdown that he ran was just a bull rush into the yeah. end zone. Yeah, you know, broke a couple of tackles he dove right into the end zone with a guy yeah. hanging on to his back and patterson mentioned too that they've got to find more snaps for mario demarcado and get him in the game i mean he was even back to return a kick once just because they want to get the ball in that kid's hands he's, he's going to be a really really good football player yeah that ball is the one that ended up going out of bounds on the seven yard line that led right to darius anderson's rushing touchdown yes um, yeah yeah, you know, this is this is a tough loss because you know that the Frogs had it in their grasp. They they were the better team for probably 51% of this game. Yeah. But in the, in the end, the final score is what matters, and the Frogs lost by 12. Yeah. So you can say that they covered. You can say whatever you want. But um, Ohio State came out on top yeah. tonight. Oh, and let's make sure to give Ohio State credit, too. That is a mm-hmm. really, really good football yeah, team. Yeah, Paris Campbell is fast as hell. Oh, man. That screen pass, he caught that, and then you could just gone. see green. Just and you knew gone. that he was going to dust everything. Yeah, he it, was fast. that defensive front was no joke. I mean, everything they said about that defensive line. Uh, the secondary, yeah. you know, TC really took advantage of that, which I thought, um, I think, you know, Haskins did look like a little bit of a, a different player with a hand in his face mm-hmm. and, a, and some pressure in his face. But but they're going to win a lot of games in the Big Ten. And, and you know, I think at this point we kind of have to, to continue to see them do well. If, if TC is playing at an elite level late in the season, we're going to need Ohio State to be a good team too. So I'm not going to wish them luck. I'm not going to go uh, quite that far because screw those guys. But, um, <laughs> but at the end of the day, like, you know, I, I think that they, they were absolutely Absolutely worthy of, of winning that game, but TCU had a chance to steal it and it just didn't happen. Yeah. So give me your three players of the game tonight for TCU. Oh, man. I mean, it, it's, uh, it's it's hard not to pick Darius. Uh-huh. I mean, just so flipping electric. I mean, that guy with – he's he's just such a special, special talent. Um, i, I got to give him big-time props on that. Um, I'm going to also call out Kelton Hollins. Yeah. Um, I really liked what I saw, you know, not, not just in, in the way that he protected, but as a leader on that team. He was the guy that was getting in people's faces when, when he thought they were taking cheap shots. He was he mm-hmm. was the one that was talking to everybody the entire time. I was super, super pleased with, with just the, the whole the whole package of Kelton Hollins this evening. And I'm going to steal the one you're probably going to want to take because he's my favorite player. Yeah, no, you're not, no, I've got another defense. Okay, guy. yeah, there's a lot. But uh, but Ennis Gaines, I mean, I, I have been on the thump bandwagon since he was a freshman. Um, and, Three and, and a half tackles for loss tonight. He was unbelievable. 
unbelievable. And again, just a, just a great leader. Um, you know, I, I thought he did some really, really good things. And he's one of those guys that now that he is the guy in that secondary, I think that, that it's just getting better and better every game and, and has a chance to be, you know, I was waiting for him to get the interception or waiting for him to knock the ball loose and cause a fumble. Like I thought he was the guy that was going to make it happen, but uh, just really enjoy. I just love watching that kid play. He plays with a lot of energy, a lot of enthusiasm and, and man, he can knock the spit out of people. And I appreciate that. Yeah, How about you? Absolutely. Uh, the first guy that I want to want to call out tonight is Noah Daniels. Yeah. He had uh, he call. showed up in a big in a big time moment tonight. A couple passes defended at the end of the first half. Uh, came out and was just phenomenal in coverage, pretty much wherever he played tonight. And as a redshirt freshman, coming in and getting some significant reps in a big game against Ohio State mm-hmm. in a big stadium like this on national TV at night to step up and to just meet the moment yeah. and not let the moment be too big for you. That was huge tonight, he, I think, he's, for TCU. He's the new starting corner that opposite kid, Jeff Gladney, isn't that he? That kid is a player, and I think yeah. he does start against Texas next week. I think he takes uh, Julius Lewis's job because Lewis did get beat tonight on a, on a big pass early in the game that set up what could have been an Ohio State touchdown yeah. had Austin Mack not dropped the yep. ball. TCU yep. got really lucky because Austin Mack dropped three or four yeah. passes tonight uh, and got called for a holding call. Ohio State fans were not pleased no. with him. Uh, but, yeah, Noah Daniels would definitely be number one. i got to go with Darius Anderson just sure. like you. Yeah. We've got to overlap there because 12 carries for 104 yeah, yards. Yeah. And Patterson said after the game that he's not even completely healthy yeah. yet. So what happens when he is? Whew, you know, I hope that's Texas terrifying. That's yeah. terrifying for opposing defenses to think about. And then the third guy, uh, you know, there are a couple of guys that I could have gone with. I could have gone with Garrett Wallow, mm-hmm. who flew all around the field tonight. Had a hit on Haskins that was called targeting, and then upon review was taken back. Long but he review. made some really good tackles in space. He looked like, for the most part, he read his keys well and got to the right gap mm-hmm. to, to stop the run. Made a couple mistakes there, though. Um, so that was a guy that I thought about. Another guy that I thought about was Nico Small. Yeah. He had a really good game in the secondary for TCU. Ben Banigou got a couple of hits on the quarterback. But the guy that I'm going to go with is Jalen Rager. Mm-hmm. He didn't drop a pass tonight. In fact, he had incredible catches over the middle of the field, yep. over the shoulder, one-handed while his other arm was being pulled on. Mm-hmm. We saw the legit Jalen Rager that we have been hoping to see. Uh, seven catches tonight for a little over 100 yards. Yeah, uh, 96, 96 yards. 96 yards. Uh, didn't get into the end zone, but um, you know we saw that Robinson Rager connection tonight, yeah. and I think that that is going to be something that TCU can really Absolutely. lean on moving forward. So I was excited to see him play really well tonight. Yeah, I, I think that, that those are all guys that are worthy of it. A lot of love positives. Take notes. Next one. Yeah. Um, interesting thing to keep an eye on going forward. A couple of quick hooks tonight. You, yeah. know, you mentioned the quick hook with Julius Lewis. Uh, quick hook with Cole Bunce as a field goal kicker. Yeah. And uh, Adam Nunez got pulled as well. Yeah. Um, and so you've got some big-time questions on special teams going forward. Uh, I think that there's going to be an open competition this week in practice. And Nunez is such a weapon, but that's twice that, that he's looked at the rush and, and yeah. dropped balls, and, and both you of them really, really that. costly. So I still believe in, in his ability to, to be a great player, and he's like, you know, I can say they're probably not going to see something like Ohio State going forward, but yeah. Nunez needs to – hopefully he gets that cleaned up because he's such a weapon for TCU with his ability to pin people deep. Yeah, and you know when when you start to see that as opposing teams too, when you see that Nunez has gotten a little spooked and mm-hmm. dropped a couple dropped a couple snaps, you know, yeah, you're going to start to send the guys after sure. him a little bit more, and so he's going to start seeing more of those and more of those. And realistically, like TCU just cannot afford those kinds of special teams errors, no. especially against a team like Ohio State. Now, no. you've got a couple of games in the Big Twelve slate coming up. You got, I mean, obviously Texas is Texas is Texas, but you've got Oklahoma. You've got an Iowa State team that looked much improved over their first game of the year. You've 
about Oklahoma State, who just absolutely handled Boise State today. Texas uh, Tech, which is a Texas juggernaut Tech, again all of a sudden. <laughs> their quarterback set a school record for passing did he, yards. Did he end up passing? Over 600 right. passing yards. He broke Jeez. Pat Mahomes' record from that Oklahoma wow. game last year. And, uh, you know, as they beat a Houston team that I I picked to beat. Yeah, me too. And me too. So you've got, you've got teams that have the ability to put points on the board coming up on your schedule and you cannot continue to make special teams mistakes yeah. you cannot continue to miss field goals uh, and so they're they're going to make the changes that they need to make and if an open competition means that the best guy is going to going to step up and, and show out then that's what's got to happen song looked great I mean, I mean when song he, needed to go in there and make make kicks he, he make didn't kicks. have to attempt a field goal yeah. but he made all of his extra and points they, and none, of them, were, none yeah. of them were bad um, you know Ohio State's kicker missed a field goal as well sure. tonight uh, that could have put Ohio State up at the half. Um, really snuck a snuck a field goal yep. inside the left uh, upright too. Uh, so Ohio State's kicking game was a little shaky tonight as well. But you know, realistically, uh, TC's got to eliminate special teams mistakes because those those are just things that you can't afford to have. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. But hey, you know, awesome night. A lot of great energy from the fans. Yeah. Uh, the, that first half was about as fun as you're going to have watching a football game for either side. I mean, just a real back and forth affair. Uh, like we've been saying, you know, plenty of positives to take. This, this one's going to hurt for a little while, but it's going to kind of hurt in the way of giving you hope. And I'd rather be disappointed because they had a shot to win it and didn't than, than believe that we never belonged on the field with them. And I definitely yeah. feel like that, that TCU now legitimately can believe they can play with anybody in the country. I think so. I think. Uh, I Except think maybe Alabama. Like, yeah, I don't want Bama. I don't want Bama. <laughs> I don't want Bama. But yeah, I mean, TCU, uh, Patterson said this after the game, and I agree with him. TCU is one of the better teams in the country. Yeah. They're going to continue to show that throughout this year. Whether that translates into a Big 12 championship, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Got a long way to go. Hey, time. on to Texas. On to Texas. Frogs are 2 and 1 after a 40 to 28 loss to Ohio State. But knowing this Gary Patterson coach team, they're never going to get too high, they're never going to get too low. That this is the Frogs game post game recap of TCU Ohio State. All right, we'll see you guys in Austin. Bye Go, y'all. Frogs. Go, Frogs.